As we open the door to mystery and suspense, we see a light at the end of the hallway. A steady thump is not an unseen entity in the walls. It is your own heart beating. Come further and be enveloped in the light of Schlock Shock Radio. Long is the day that finds evil chasing after our footsteps. The solid gray granite of the darkening halls become a blur in the shadows of confusion. As a hint of a cold breath breathes down your neck, chilling the marrow of your being and every bone and sinew in your body, your heart races to a point where it feels as if it is beating all at once, ready to break. If some ungodly sight finds its way into your gaze, the windows rushing beside you offer no respite, as the murky sliver of snow covers what remains of a lost, distant view of the mountains, surrounding you, cutting you off from any hope that lies beyond. Here, before you, is the predicament of the damned, and the predicament of our lost traveling actors, the few remaining guests of what was to be a sojourn in the quiet, restless manner known simply as Moorwood has now become a desperate and savage fight for survival between precious life and accursed undeath. Here we join Larry Seaton, Emily Taylor, and the rest of our lost party in their fight from the doomed souls who have been taken over by the deceptive, devious, dark devils known only as the Dormant. Chapter 4, The Green Portal. Emily Taylor's usually keen senses are on high alert, probing the corners every which way, finding the flight of stairs toward their adjoining rooms, having been separated from Larry Seaton and the rest of her camaraderie in the chase. The last top step is reached, when from around the corner... Oh! Vera! Lucy! You're here! But... Emily, run! What is... Oh no! Edward! He found us hiding down the hall? Don't let him get you! Emily, for God's sake, run! No, not this time. Edward, stop! Emily, how did... You kicked him right in the face! Well done, you vixen! I... I... I just... He's coming too? Yes, I know. We'll have plenty of time to wonder how I did that once we get inside. Inside where? Ethel's room. Hurry! Inside! Hurry! <sighs> it's done. We're safe here. Close the blinds, child, quickly! All right. I'll help you, Lucy. Vera, light that candle near the bed. If I can find it. Lucy, are you all right? Did they hurt you at all? No, Emily. I'm just nervous. Scared. 
They were everywhere. I know. Come here, my dear. It's all right. There. Finally something going right for now. What about Ethel? Did you see where Ethel went? <gasps> what? Oh, good God! Don't look, Lucy. On the bed. Miss Ethel. She's dead. She's... Ethel. She must have found her way up here. Look, by the bed. Here. A pill bottle. Must have taken it from Roger's bag. She took them all. Oh god, not another one. She... must have done this to herself. Oh, you poor, poor dear. She looks like she's sleeping. Yes, Lucy. Yes, she is. Here, let's cover her up. God, I can't go near her. Pura, for heaven's sake. She's dead, Emily, for God's sake, isn't that enough? No. No, it's not. We have to check her back. What? We have to see if there's one of those dormants in her back. Like the others. Like Gordon downstairs and Philip. You can't be serious. She's dead, isn't she? So were the others. We saw it. We can't take any chances. I told you. I'm not going near her and I'm not going to be a party to this. I'm not asking. I'll do it myself. Emily. Lucy, stay there. Just in case. I'm sorry, Ethel. But I have to. Emily! Emily, it's me! Open the door! It's Larry! Larry, hold on! What are you doing? I have to let them in! Let go of me! You'll do no such thing! You were just saying we had to be sure! What if they're like Philip and the rest out there? Emily, please! Open the door! Let go of me! He's been out there long enough with those monsters. They could have taken him at any moment. You really want to take that risk by letting them in? Please, miss. It's me, William. We really need to get inside. Emily, please! He said he would find us here. Maybe he did. But maybe he's not who's knocking on the door out there. I'll take that chance. No! Emily! Let us in! Thank you, miss. Yeah, thanks. Stay back. Don't thank me. I told her it was a bad idea. What's wrong here? She... she brings up a valid point. Good God. Mrs. Brady! What happened to her? We found her like this shortly before you arrived. She... must have come here right away after she disappeared in the dining room. We found this pill bottle lying next to her. Oh, goodness me. Why? How could she have been so far gone? I'm not sure she was. It all looks too simple, in a way. It's horrid. Unbelievable. This man would have us believe it. That's right, I know what you're angling at. That detective monologue you performed before we were attacked downstairs. You're of a mind one of us did this. It crossed my mind, yes, as it should have crossed all of yours. We can't assume that she... that she was murdered. We can't afford not to. Which is the valid point Vera here has so graciously put forth. We don't know whom to trust here. I see. Letting us in wasn't enough. You want proof that we're still... us. Proof, yes. And it'll have to be done now. 
First, hand me the gun, William. Miss? The gun. The revolver you took from Larry. Give it to me. What are you going to do, miss? I'm sorry, William, but take it as a sign of trust. That's a two-way road, madam. We have to trust each other in this. She's right, Will. It's our presence here that's the most suspicious. We were all separated long enough that anything could have happened. Thank you, Larry. Please, William, the gun. Here, miss. Take it. All right. Now, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to ask you to remove your shirts. Oh, dear. Yes, right, quick. Take my word, I won't feel any gratification or pleasure watching this. I want to live, damn it! All right, here goes. Oh, nothing. Nothing but bare backs. I was wrong about the pleasure. Can we put our shirts back on now? Yes, of course. By all means. All right. I suppose it's our turn. You suspect me? I wasn't leaving anybody out, Vera. There's still doubt here. And I'm not sure what you were doing before I found you outside. She was with me, Emily. But for how long? I... I don't... This is ludicrous. No way would I let one of those horrible apes claw into my back, let alone touch me. Miss Hamilton, I don't think any of us would desire that. But it still remains that out of all of us... You appear to be the guiltiest right now. How so? Your room was the one adjourning the bathroom where we found Edward drowned. You remember seeing no one pass by, admonish no one else, including yourself. And now Emily says that you were found near Ethel's room just before you all discovered her body. So was Lucy. She was in the hallway when I found her. You're telling me you're not going to suspect her. I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't do that to Mrs. Brady. She was so kind to me. Regardless of all else, you refused to be examined. We willingly did so, and now you are the only one putting up a fight. Maybe you want to rethink your strategy before acting all suspicious? He's right, Vera. I'm not above scrutiny either. We must do this if we're to get on the same page here. Fine, I don't care. It's no surprise all men have wanted me without clothes on for years. Here, get a good look. It's the last you'll ever see of this immaculate flesh. Clean. Not a mark. Thank you, Vera, for your showmanship. Now you, Miss Holier-than-thou, show your purity off to the rest of us. No doubt this Larry fellow has been salivating at the bit for it. <sighs> Gladly. But not for that reason. See anything? Nothing you have to worry about. You're clear, Emily. Oh, thank God. All right. That leaves only you, Lucy. I... I, I can't. What? What do you mean? I'm sorry. I, I can't. I, I really can't. Then she's one of them. Hold it. Just calm down now. Lucy, why can't you? I can't say. I can't show you. I just can't. Lucy, please. You have to, darling. There's nothing you should hide from us. Except one of those monsters dug right into her back, telling her to say no. Quiet, Vera. You're not helping. Well, neither is she. Lucy, cooperate, please. You're only making it look worse. We have to be sure. I promise you, it's for the best. No, I, I can't do it. 
Lucy, please. I can't. Don't make me. Don't make me. Ah! Oh my god. It's Philip. He broke through the window. Salah the God. Lord, his eyes. They're dead white. They're dead, all right. He's showing us his new face. Stay back. Don't come any closer. Better do as he says, Mr. Morley. I'm going to enjoy this. Stay away. Don't come near me. Get away. Philip, that's you in there, right? Come toward me. That's it. Right here. It's me you want. Satan. Again and again. What? Stop. I got him. Stop this! You're killing them all! Sagathagath. We'll find the road. Again. Larry! Vera, Lucy, stay behind me. Don't come near. Vera, what are you doing? Put down that bottle. This is no time to drink. Not what I had in mind, dear, but maybe after. Vera! You smashed it right in his face! can't see. The cognac soaked right into his eyes. Will, give me your lighter. Quick! Uh, yeah, here. Thanks. Gotta get here. There. Hey, Philip, this help you see any better? The cognac caught fire. It's burning his eyes. His whole face. Brilliant. Now he's going to set fire to everything. Quick, we must put him out. Think this'll do? What, the vase? Yep. All right, Philip. Hold still. There. That put him out. Vera, good God, you swung that vase right down on his head. Yeah. Lucky enough there was water in it to put out his head. Oh. I didn't think about that. You know, it's funny, but I feel like, deep down inside, I always wanted to do that to Philip. There. That should keep him tied up. You think this bedpost is strong enough? Enough to keep him occupied. We'll keep watch over him. Fine. Looking at that face, or rather, what's left of it, it's not something I want to keep my eyes on. Not blaming you there, Will. Vera, thanks for helping us move that cabinet over in front of the window. I expect my back won't be thanking you, but at least I know I can trust you with it. Thanks, I guess. They should be done now. Have you seen them? Emily and her were moving around behind that screen over there. Oh, here they are. Ladies and gentlemen, giving you my sacred word and having examined her myself in private, I assure you our Lucy is clean. You checked all over? Yes, no hideous beasts nesting anywhere in sight. Well, good lord, my dear. What was making you so fussy to be checked over in the first place? Care to elaborate? Is it all right if I tell them? Y yes, you can. The poor girl wanted to remain modest, even in the face of persecution. Her past carried with it a reminder she was embarrassed to reveal to us. What the devil do you mean? Her brother, 
older than she was at the tender age of seven, pushed her off the window ledge of their home and right into a bramble bush. She was scratched severely, but was also the victim of a sharp branch that cut her deeply on the back. It healed, as most accidents do, but not without a scar the length of her lower back, which has served as a terrible reminder of an act of cruelty all her life. She's never shown it to anyone before, and now she will never have to unless she wishes to. Does that answer your question, Vera? All our questions regarding Lucy, neatly and satisfactorily answered. Thank you, Emily. My pleasure. Come, dear. Where's Mrs. Brady? We wrapped her in some covers and placed her by the wall over there. We had to tie up Philip here to the bed. Sorry, it was the only thing bolted down in here. I would have saved it in case you wanted to rest here. That's alright. I'd rather just lay down here on one of the sofas. Alright. We'll be right here at all times, so no need to be afraid. And Mr. Morley? We're keeping an eye on him too, miss. You have nothing to worry about. Thank you. Thank you all. Here, this should keep you warm. Thanks, Emily. Poor dear. I feel bad for accusing her like I did. Terrible things we've witnessed here. It's enough to add unwanted wrinkles. Why, Vera, you're suddenly very human now. Yes, yes, I deserve that sardonic description. But don't count on my warmth becoming a trend anytime soon. Keep an eye on him, Will. I have to check something. I'll keep him company. Right, Mr. Morley? What is it, Larry? You don't look happy, whatever it is. Something doesn't add up. Oh? Someone had to be responsible for letting Gordon out of the pantry after we locked him in. I'm sure we did, but somehow he managed to get out. Then there's Edward. Sure, he could have wriggled loose from those ropes we left him in, but not in the amount of time it took before he attacked us in the dining room. You think it could have been Philip? It's too easy. I told you it felt like a diversion he pulled down there, revealing himself as one of those dormant. It doesn't make sense. Ethel disappeared before they attacked us. Maybe she... Oh no. I forgot to check her back before you came in. Don't worry. Will and I already did when we wrapped her up. She's clean. But that still doesn't mean that they won't try and take her now that she's dead. You think that's what Philip was after? I don't know. See up there on the wall? What am I looking for? Two nails left there. Supports for something. Check out the rest of the wall. It's littered with old armory pieces. Daggers, swords, crossbows. We're well armed, if that's what you mean. Here. Something's missing. The way the nails are set in place. I wouldn't be surprised if it held something heavy. Like an axe. Exactly. The axe that killed Roger. This was his room. The killer could have grabbed it to use it on him. Like I said, something just doesn't seem to add up. For instance? None of us are dormant. Philip outed himself as one of them in front of all of us, and Gordon was in no shape to free Edward from his bindings. Will and I easily took Gordon down in the kitchen before we examined him. It's a bona fide fact he couldn't have done it either. What are you two talking about over there? We were meant to scatter the way we did so they could maneuver and gather their numbers. And someone helped them. How is that possible? We're all cleared. I know. It's something we're missing. 
they've changed their strategy to something new. What strategy? What are you talking about? The axe missing here. Okay, so? So why an axe? Didn't she just ask that? My point is, they need them dead. Us. But not just dead. They need them unscathed, undamaged. If they're trying to take us over and preserve our outside appearance so they can walk amongst us undetected, then why damage Roger by cleaving his skull open with an axe like that? They drowned Edward, not leaving a mark on him. They may have killed Ethel here by poisoning her, yet keeping her untouched. So why Roger? I'm not seeing what you're getting towards. Why do they need to take us over when we're dead in the first place? For what purpose? So that they can last. So that they can turn us into what they are. The dormant. What? What's that? Oh my god, look! Behind you! What is it now? The wall. It's glowing. It's that green color. It's beautiful. That green. Whatever it is, it's opening up. Stand back. It's like a giant glowing ring. Like a door almost. Yeah, a door. Look, you can see through it. Like an open door. I don't know. We must be dreaming or drugged. Believe me, no smoke I've ever inhaled can light up the walls like this. Something familiar about this. Stay here. I'm going to take a look. No, Larry, you can't. What if it's something one of those dormant cooked up? Some sort of trap? That's exactly what I'm curious about. Steady. I'll be very steady. God, how can you go near that thing? Just a little bit. He went through! It sucked him right in, good God! No, wait. I see him. He's coming back through it. Larry, thank God. What happened? Where did you go? To the bathroom. Huh? Very funny, but this is no time for jokes. I'm not joking. This portal, or whatever it is, leads straight to the bathroom down the hall. The same one where we found Edward in dead. Precisely. I think we've stumbled on how these things are getting around. How they were able to free Gordon and Edward from their confines through solid walls. With this. They created these doorways? Out of thin air? However improbable, it seems possible. And now I think I'm beginning to figure out just what happened that night Edward and Roger were murdered. What are you drabbling on about? How? The missing axe. The drowning man in the bathtub. And this. The green portal. They're all connected. They have to be. Well, what I want to know is, how did the devilish thing get here? Why is it here? What started it? And how do you stop it? All good questions. But first, I need to play this out. Oh, God. What is this fool going to do now? Vera, I... I don't know. It was late in the night. Roger and Ethel were sleeping in this room. Ethel was unconscious from her fall in the cellar. Something woke Roger in the middle of the night, stirring him awake. Noises. He must have heard noises. Cries. Yells. Through this. Through the portal. How do you know this? How can you possibly deduce this? 
the axe. The axe came from in here. Will, when you went to check on Roger after we found Edward in the tub, was the door open? No. No, it was locked. I remember knocking. Somebody opened it. I thought it was Dr. Brady. And Emily, you remember the blood on the wall in the bathroom? Yes. It was splattered every which way. Right. And Will, when we checked Edward after taking him out of the tub, was he cut or bleeding from anywhere that could make that big a splatter? Not one mark. He drowned without a cut or bruise on him, save for his leg. That wasn't bleeding either. And that's the clincher, right there. That's how it was all done. This portal is the key to it all. Please explain for the rest of us, Mr. Rathbone. Roger woke up and heard the murderer drowning Edward in the tub. When he awoke, he saw this portal formed right in the wall. Would have been a spectacle for sure, but on top of that, he heard ominous sounds coming through it. Dangerous sounds. So what does the good doctor do? He gets up, removes the axe from the wall, the closest weapon he could grasp next to the portal, and braves through it to find... The murderer! Yes, Lucy, the murderer the one person among us who was taken over by the dormant at that time. Someone who was not expecting Roger in that place at all, especially armed. So they were surprised, cornered, and caught. They couldn't risk Roger finding out their identity, let alone stop them from taking over Edward, adding to their number. And Roger, Roger, the good doctor, couldn't stand by and let his decent nature go to waste. There was a struggle. The axe was lost and gained by the murderer. They overpowered Roger to the point that he was open, and in a fit of impulse, thwack! Sorry, I didn't mean to make that descriptive. And then the murderer brought Roger back to his room, hoping we wouldn't discover their error quicker than they could solve it. Bravo, bravo. But it still doesn't answer one important question. What caused this, this portal, to appear here in the first place? Who caused it? Or whom? <laughs> Philip! He's awake! That's not Philip. Not with that smile. Philip, is this you? Did you do this? Pretty, isn't it? Why? Why are you showing us this? Sigath the Goths Road. Through the cycles of the stone, wakes forevermore closer to the echelons of his home. He's not gonna give us a straight answer. He's too far gone. Like hell. Why, damn it! Why are you doing this? Why, Larry, I have no idea what you're talking about. <gasps> Goodness me. Sir! That's... That's Philip, the real Philip's voice. But he still looks ghastly. Only his voice. What are you telling us, Philip? It's obvious I'm in no condition whatsoever to even dream up this glowing artifice in the wall you speak of, nor would I even begin to fathom how to do so. But perhaps, maybe, just... What? One of you is responsible. He's... he's lying! He must be lying! It has to be him! Or maybe he's telling the truth. Are you serious? Do you really think we can trust him? Well, look around us, Miss Hamilton. We don't really know whether we can trust anybody with all of this. The portal, the dormants, whatever you call them. It's all twisted and dastardly, or 
ridiculous and suspicious. Settle down, William. It couldn't possibly be any of our faults. We were cleared. We all checked each other. No one here has been taken over. How do we know for certain? This could all be a trick one of us is playing on the others. Or perhaps maybe more than one. All right, all right, calm down. This isn't helping us at all, and I think that's what this portal's appearance is all about. To get us nervous. To see what we'll do. To make us turn on one another. Another diversion. Perhaps, but it seems perfectly clear to me, Larry, that you know quite a bit about the events surrounding poor Roger's demise. Will someone shut that burnt pile up, please? His voice is scaring the hell out of me. Into you, I hope. You bastard. All right, stop it. All of you. Can't you see Larry's right? He is trying to put this mystical insanity on one of us. He's doing a good job of it. Yes. And he does make a point. Oh, no, William. Don't do this. No. I'm being quite honest here. This whole detective bit on your part seems so certain, so clear-cut. As if... As if you acted out the murder you committed yourself. Oh, God, we're back to this again. Can't this ever stop? We checked ourselves thoroughly. We aren't one of those dormant. Not all of us. You checked Lucy by yourself, but none of us witnessed it. Perhaps. Perhaps you both. Oh, God, what am I saying? You think we're both in cahoots, Vera? You saw my back. You know I wasn't one of them. And yet you still don't trust me? Then who made that goddamn portal in the wall? <laughs> See how easy that was? Then it was you! Not mine. Never mine. One of you. One of you. Blast it! Look at us! We're falling into their traps. We're starting a witch hunt over something we have no idea about. If, if this portal was made by one of us, it no doubt was meant to frighten us and divide us this way. Philip, what's left of Philip here, has only confirmed it. It's time we better ourselves and form a new strategy, a new plan to counter theirs, and fast before they overcome us again. All right, all right. I'm changing my strategy here as well. Emily, what are you... Larry, the more I hear you speak, trying to figure this all out, the more I feel like there's an undercurrent here. Something you're keeping from us. I know you know more than you're telling. It hasn't been the first time, either. You wouldn't tell me what that black object was that you kept in your pocket, and the next thing you told me was that you weren't from around here. What? What are you saying over there, child? Mr. Seaton here has something to explain to us, haven't you, Larry? To all of us. Emily, it, it's not going to be easy to explain. Well, try. You're good at explaining everything else. Yes, Mr. Seaton, why don't you tell them? Tell them why you're here. Tell them what you're really doing here. I'm sure they'll be amused. You already know, don't you, Philip? <laughs> what is going on? Very well. I'll tell you all, but I'll assure you, you're not going to like what I have to tell you. Begin. Starting with that black box. Yes, I agree. I think we've had enough of this mystery. We should all see this black box. All right. So that you all trust me. Here it is. Huh. It's small, all right. So what is it? I told you, you're not going to like what I have to say. 
What is that black box? Before I begin to explain, I have to ask you one important question. Yes? What year is it? Year? What do you mean, what year? God damn it, Larry. It's 1935. Why are you playing games? Then they were correct. A full 80. 80 what? Years. 80 years for what, Blasted? From where I come from. Larry, I don't... I'm sorry, Emily. Everyone. It can't be. Ladies and gentlemen, I come to you from another place, another time. Precisely from the year 2015. My name is Larry Seaton, and I am from your future. Tune in next time when we visit this macabre tale amidst the shadowy halls of Moorwood, again in the fifth thrilling chapter, The Black Box. Schlock Shock Radio, in association with Midnight Prestige. Tonight's presentation, The Dormant, was written and created by Nathan Pinsonalt, starring Stephen Snowden as Larry Seaton, Stacey Pinsonalt as Emily Taylor, Scott Gliney as Philip Morley, Genesis Rodriguez as Lucille Combs, Chris Jarowski as William Landor, Owen Pano as Roger Brady, Dore C. as Ethel Brady, Alex Jules James as Vera Hamilton, Nathan Pinsonalt as Edward Cleese, Schlock Shock Radio Introduction by Sean P. Metty, and I, Anthony Gavtakis, your humble narrator. Until next time, stay out of the dark.